120th episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. I am your co-host today, Kevin Allen, with me as always. Catherine Tothbox, we're with Hawaii Magazine. And uh, yeah, it's just us today. It's just us. It's us and some weird internet um, that was trying to stop the episode from happening, but I think we've got it solved. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah, no, it's just us today. And we, um, you know, we're kind of, we've been kind of moving around a little bit, um, doing some research for some stories, uh, some in our upcoming, our upcoming, upcoming issue. Um, you know, I just thought it would be fun to kind of talk about where we've been a little travel log episode. We haven't really done one, uh, since, uh, I think a Kauai one, uh, that we did uh, a couple of episodes, a couple of months ago. So be good to just talk, chat about what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess I'll kind of, I'll start it out. My, my discussion might be a little bit shorter than yours, but, uh, I went to Wahiwa <laughs> on Oahu. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's such a weird, such a weird thing to like, I went to Wahiwa. I don't know. It's, it is. Cause you're not, it's not like you got on a plane and went to Wahiwa. I mean, you just drove like, right. Like 20 minutes to Wahiwa. <laughs> Probably about 25 minutes down the road. Yeah. I mean, Wahiwa is an interesting town, dude. I mean, it's yeah. always, um, you know, it's always been a town that I've driven through. So for people who are unaware of Wahiwa is kind of, I wouldn't call it on the North shore of Oahu, but it's kind of like the last town in the central Oahu when you're kind of going towards North, I guess, like it's past Mililani, um, and then past Wahiwa, you're at the Dole Plantation field. So you're kind of on the North shore at that point, almost. So I'd call it central, central North shore. Um, and yeah, it's an interesting town. I mean, I've, I don't know. I never really, you know, growing up on the North Shore, you always have to go through Wahiwa whenever you want to get to town. But it was like never really a place that I that I stopped to like check out. I actually used to take uh, guitar lessons in Wahiwa <laughs> when they had a music store over there a long time mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to take guitar lessons over there. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, never really a town that I stopped in. Kat, had, had, did you ever, you know, what, what was your your perception of Wahiwa, you know, back in oh. the day? Well, I mean, I grew up here too, and we used to go to Wahiwa all the time. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I used to go to Wahiwa. It, um, nothing. I, we used to fish a lot, like on the west side, and mm-hmm. and then we would do a lot of a lot of like around the island drives. My family did when I was growing up, so we would go through Wahiwa often, um, and stop there to eat or pick up things. And I've gone to like graduation parties at Dots, and you right. know, we used to. If we surfed on the North Shore, we would eat at um, Sunnyside, which isn't there anymore, um, or Shige's, Simon's Down. So I feel like I've always sort of stopped in Wahiwa, and it has changed over the years. Um, And when I was a newspaper reporter, believe it or not, Wahiwa was one of my beats. Like, I covered Wahiwa. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, and so... That must have been a pretty uh, busy beat. Well, you'd be surprised. Um, one of the big things that was going on when I was there 3,000 years ago was um, there's a there's a reservoir, privately owned reservoir, we call it Lake Wilson, um, right. and it's freshwater and it's stocked with freshwater fish. So you can fish uh, in, Lake, in Lake Wilson. When I was covering it, I think there's like bass and other th- freshwater fish or whatever there. Um, when I was covering it, there was this noxious weed. And I forget the name of it. Ah, anyway, it just like turned the whole lake green. Oh. And there was this move to like remove it. And I, I 
I feel like I was out in Wahiwa like every three days, like there'd be some kind of issue or like the mayor or the governor would be there. And I mean, it was a thing like I felt and I would I would get on a boat with the state like boat guys and like get out there on the lake. And oh. anyway, it was a thing. So I kind of got sick so, yeah. of Wahiwa a little You've bit. You've been in Wahiwa. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting, too. I feel like Wahiwa, uh, you know, it's always gotten a bit of a bad rap, I guess. I mean. Um, kind of before a lot of the more recent renovations and changes, I mean, there were a lot of, you know, kind of some interesting shops in Wahiwa, some interesting characters. Um, you know, it's, but I always enjoyed it. I mean, we would always go to Donging Inn. Like, I feel like Wahiwa was always a place to get like really good food. Um, mm-hmm. So I always enjoyed it, but I wanted to go check it out again. It's been a long time. And, you know, I know that there had been a lot of new stores and stuff popping up, uh, surfing the nations um kind of set up shop over there they're a a a faith-based organization and and they um they've actually kind of they bought a couple of uh, store lots and and changed them into some really cute cute spots so i went um to surfer coffee bar it's kind of the one of the spots that i checked out um and yeah this is not something you would see in wahiwa 20 years ago uh it was it's a very kind of a trendy little hip coffee bar um Mm -hmm. that's really good for you know if you're like visiting Hawaii but you're still working or something uh, I actually spent a couple hours in there working and it's it's a really great spot to hang out and chill you know it's very it's got a lot of fun kind of old school surfer vibe aesthetic you know it's got a lot Mm -hmm. of old dick you know brewer boards on the walls it's got um you know surf movies playing a lot of endless summer (laughs) kinds of things um you know that kind of vibe so I, I really enjoyed it though um and uh, kind of along that main strip there's uh another uh there's a a vintage clothing and kind of vintage apparel store uh, it's kind of a thrift shop um and i had actually frequented there a couple of times uh, in the past um because actually you know a lot of these like it's kind of thing that really bugs me about vintage clothing right now or it's like there are places that will take like old clothing and then sell it for like 50 dollars like a fruit of the loom mm-hmm. sweatshirt for 65 dollars Oh. Which to me doesn't make any sense because you can go to Goodwill and get that same sweater for $2. Um, so mm-hmm. the thing I like about this vintage clothing store is that, A, it's not just like your everyday fruit of the loom kind of stuff. A lot of it is like old, um, like old brand Aloha shirts, stuff you wouldn't find anymore. Um, you know, like a lot of weird stuff like, uh, you know, there's like kimonos in there. There's um, just a lot of different kinds of clothing. And it's also cheap. That's the thing to me is like, you're going to go to if you're going to be a thrift you know vintage clothing store i think it's still important to be like an affordable place to shop because i think i don't know vintage is in though you can it, people vintage, buy it. vintage is very in i know it's crazy um but yeah so i really enjoyed shopping there i checked it out again and i, I bought an aloha shirt just to just to say i bought something uh but what really surprised me in wahiwa and this is something that i'd never experienced before was the wahiwa botanical garden um you've never been there I have never been there. Uh, my oh. dad told me that I might have went as a kid one time that I just don't remember. Um, but man, what a great space. It's really, it's really wonderful over there. Um, have, have you, have you been cat? Mm-hmm. A bunch of times. I mean, Landon's been there more than you've been there. It Probably. sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a nice place. We used to buy, um, like go and get lunch and then take it into the 
botanical gardens and sit because when you walk in, it's like was renovated from what it looked like long, long time ago. But there's like that nice paved area and benches and you can sit under yep. the trees. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really nice. Yeah. Right. When I when I went, it was, um, you know, just uh, I was looking around. At, you know, I was going at like 1 p.m. on a Tuesday, so it wasn't necessarily crowded or, or anything. But there was like a mom and her, you know, two kids running around on the lawn. And yeah, it was just super chill. Um, You know, definitely like pretty like self-exploratory <laughs> like you kind of mm-hmm. walk in and you can really I took a couple of paths that just ended like there it just <laughs> the path just ended like it was yeah. just the end of the path it's just mm-hmm. trees from this point on like you cannot physically you cannot go any further um you know which is like I feel like you maybe don't see that at like other botan- like oh Malahia, it's like you know loops and stuff and or like oh you get to the end of a path and it's like a vantage point um but some of these paths you know I was just walking around um yeah they just ended in foliage um which i enjoyed i don't know it's a very different kind of botanical garden experience um that i thought was was pretty interesting um and yeah the trees are beautiful and it's you know it's really quiet over there too i think for as as kind of loud as wahiwa can be because there are there is a lot of like cars and you know there's a lot of thoroughfares and and kind of busy roads um, you know, I do feel like that is a good place if you if you do have a lunch or something and you want to just find somewhere quiet to kind of uh, escape to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I won't give away too much more about what I did in Wahiwa. That'll be kind of in our upcoming issue, um, which won't even be out until next year. So we're we're talking pretty far in advance. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to give away too much more about what I did in Wahiwa. But it's a really great town. You know, I'd I'd always again like I'd always gone to go get donging in or when there was a music store over there, I'd always go to that music store. I bought my first guitar over there, um, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely had some memories of Wahiwa, but it, I never, I never really like explored it before, I guess. And it's always been an, interesting to me because, you know, I was, I always lived so close and I always went through there every day, you know, to, to get into town or to go to UH or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. It was a good experience. Yeah, but for sure. You did, you did some running around. Oh, um, yeah. So our, you know, uh, we cover all the islands, obviously, in our in our magazine. Um, and so I flew to Maui with our former associate editor, Grace Maeda, uh, who's going to be helping me write a story about um, just kind of things on Maui for our next issue. Also don't want to give away some of the cool stuff that we did. But it came at a time when um, obviously it's been like a couple of months since the wildfires uh, devastated Lahaina and parts of upcountry Maui. And we hadn't been to Maui since then. Um, and West Maui, which had been closed uh, entirely, I mean, all the way up to like Kaanapali um, to visitors, primarily because obviously they're still working through the wreckage. Um, there's people still missing. There's dead that are still being identified. And also many of the hotels in the area are housing uh, survivors and their families. So the area has been closed off and and Maui has seen like dramatic like drop off in in numbers to the island, which is kind of alarming and scary for their economy. So the governor had declared that parts of West Maui were going to reopen starting September 8th. So that was mm-hmm. last week, whenever this is right. going to air since September 8th. So we jumped on a plane um, that week, the week that it opened up. We actually didn't venture into West Maui um, just because we kind of felt like 
I don't know. It was just it's it's a little weird to kind of go there. Um, what was it? Um, oh, sorry? sorry. No, go ahead. No, we did go around in like Wailuku and Kihei and areas that are pretty close to to Lahaina. Um, and there's a lot of businesses that were destroyed. A lot of them are closed up in West Maui. So it wasn't, it's not really, I think, time to kind of go and explore and look for things. Um, yeah, but we did, we did do like, there is a whole rest of the island. I mean, island's pretty right. expensive. And so we did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, one of, one of the, well, the place we stayed, I guess is worth mentioning. I actually stayed here when it first opened back in like 2011 or whenever it opens. Lumeria, Maui, which is where in Pa'ia, Pa'ia is on the north side of Maui. It's a big beach town, kind of hippie. Um, And yeah, Lumeria, when it first opened, so it's a, it's a restored plantation camp, sort of. I mean, it is. um, And all the plantations, sugarcane plantation workers, you know, live there. They had their own retreat there. And I think the structures were built like in like 1901 or very, very early 1900s. And it's been restored. So um Lumeria is like sort of they bill it as an educational and like spiritual retreat space but it really serves as a as an accommodation you can stay there right they have about 24 suites all sort of connected in this like house sort of structure that faces into a courtyard um and it's very like serene very peaceful. There's lots of vegetation. It is in Pa'ia, but you don't feel like it. You don't hear the noise of Pa'ia. I mean, it's just very, very right. like sanctuary. Yeah. Um, I've also stayed at Lumeria. Um, yeah. And it does, you're right. It does feel like, I guess, a little disconnected, you know, from Pa'ia almost. It almost kind of feels like you're in like Hana or something. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels a little bit more remote. And I, I really do love that. Um, yeah, the layout of the place, like the, all the rooms are facing that really nice courtyard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very, very tranquil over there. Yeah, so we stayed there. Um, and it is an interesting space, especially if you're looking at um, like booking somewhere in town, but you want your peace and quiet. They do have like different classes on yoga and meditation and healing arts and all that. So that's kind of your jam, but even if it's not your jam, you are literally like a, like a two minute drive from downtown Pia, which is also very close to like Wailuku and like Haiku. And it's, you know, it's, it's on the road, like the beginning of the road to Hana. So, I mean, it's a really nice sort of jumping off point, I think to experience other places. Like when you're in Hana, kind of stuck in Hana, but I'm like, at least here, you know, you can kind of go other places. So we stayed there. Um, one of the places that I wanted to check out, we had done a whole issue on Maui in 2019. So pre-pandemic. And we had, we all went on our trip, you, me, our uh, previous art director, yeah, and our photographer. And we went to Tiffany's Barn Grill. So that was a restaurant oh, that man. I yeah, yeah. Like Tiffany's totally was like, so good. I mean, us yeah, and David like Coxford, remember David was there. Yeah, we were all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Um, but it's kind of like a dive local sports bar, and it had like yeah. 300 items on the menu. And um the food was anyway, so good though. The food was really good, and it does have it does have its local sort of following. But this year, um, 
Sheldon Simeon, who, you know, I feel like is all over Maui. Um, <laughs> he's a top chef finalist and he's from Hilo, but he cut his teeth on Maui. He's known to be like a Maui based chef. Right. He took over at Tiffany, he and his wife. And oh, so wow. they I didn't know that. Yeah. So they completely redid the interior. I mean, the exterior looks the same with that neon Tiffany's and the black, like painted walls and everything, but they re renovated the interior. I mean, it's roughly the same layout, but there's like this beautiful bar now. Do they still have that giant fish tank when you come in? No, no, no. That's all gone. But the space looks the same. Like they didn't um, divide up the space or anything. It's still mm. kind of like this big giant room. They have all this like mural art on the walls. It's really cool looking, but I was really curious to find out, you know, just how's the food. So we went um, right. and there are some dishes that are that they've carried over from the previous menu because they're popular, like the sizzling steak plate. Um, yeah, that's what I got. The, yeah, and the honey walnut shrimp, which we also got. And that's yep. still on the menu. They've sort of just added a little bit of like they elevated the sort of presentation of it. But by and large, it's the same dish. But he's huh. really done some creative things with local with like cl local classics. But he's added sort of all these kind of different approaches to like, for example, like hamachi sashimi. So he added like a ponzu fenideni in it, which is not something you would normally eat with sashimi because fenideni is like a totally different culture. That was right. and that's become one of his most popular um, dishes. And then we had this crazy like pickled cucumber that actually I didn't order, but the server was like, I'm just going to bring it out because it's so delicious. I'm like, all right. And it's just chopped cucumber that he pickles quick. It's like a quick pickle. And he has this like show you mayo dip that his mom always makes at home. Dude, that thing was so good. Like we mopped it and I was, <laughs> I don't really like cucumbers. And I was really surprised that I liked it so much. So it's kind of little things. Um, he has yeah. Simon on the menu, which He's sort of came up with the recipe for the noodles that are custom made by Sun Noodles, which is based in Honolulu. So there's these little like it's it's hamburger it, steak and it's Simon, but it's right elevated. You know what I Interesting. mean? Interesting. Yeah. Does it still feel? I mean, I feel like the kind of to me the the cool part about Tiffany's was that it was like this is just really good like bar food. You know, like it's kind of really good like uh yeah I don't know really good comfort food. Does it still feel like kind of like a comfort food or is it? Is it now like a little bit elevated oh. more than that? I'm just curious. No, I mean, it's, I would say it still has the vibe of that. It's just because everything is so shareable. It's still like these big plates that right, come out. Right. You get your sides of like kimchi fried rice or whatever. So you get a plate that you, I mean, I'm obviously not going to eat a whole like sizzling plate of steak. I plates. could. Man, you probably could good. but i'm just saying it's like supposed to be something you just like share for sure so it still family. has that feel of like you know like a local bar where you would share food right. with, with your table um it's oh, not like romantic or anything so <laughs> but they have like a really creative like cocktail menu now and they have all these local beers and spirits so mm. it is like what i would imagine a modern whole like local sports bar a gastro pub cool. on Maui, i yeah. guess so yeah i was i was stoked to do that i'm gonna probably write something for the web about it but right. it was just an update of a you know something we had written before so if you have the 2019 issue of our hidden maui um that restaurant is still in existence but it is it is upgraded so that awesome. was cool 
that's interesting too i mean i guess did he did you talk did he say why he i mean it just seems like such a turn i guess for him to like <laughs> take well, over this i mean it isn't it isn't i feel like you know he still runs tin roof maui which is like a little small takeout shop near the airport and it is like elevated plate lunch. I mean, I feel like that's his jam, right? It's like to take sure, a very right. simple dish and like recreate it. So I think um, I think Tiffany's was like a spot for him. I think that was like some a place that he liked and loved mm. and went to. And I think a lot of industry people used to go there after work. Um, oh, and I don't know if like they were selling and that's why he ended up buying it. Right. Um, but anyway, it was a good move. Yeah. It was packed in there. I mean. Oh, but was it? There weren't a lot of, I would say there weren't like a ton of visitors walking around everywhere, but that place was packed. Mm. So, was, but with locals yeah. mostly, yeah. That was kind of going to be my next, you know, topic. Maybe we can kind of end on this topic, but, um, you know, I think people are maybe a little bit curious about, especially visitors, like what, what it's like on Maui right now when it comes to, you know, how many other visitors are around, just kind of what the, what the general mood the vibe is i guess um you know i think that had been you know maybe i guess a bit of a concern for visitors um you know i think especially those who have been maybe looking at social media and seeing like a lot of the more negative things coming out of like um you know some influencers and stuff but i mean like for someone who was just on the ground how would you describe the uh how would you how would you describe maui well i mean it wasn't as crowded, although it was hard to get a flight from mm. uh, Honolulu to Maui when we went. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if there's fewer flights going to and from Maui um, because we drove out of the airport and you could still see all these rental cars, like hundreds of rental cars parked out oh, unused. Really? Yeah. So I, I would imagine that there's still, I mean, you know, they're still in a recovery mode. You know, this, the, People coming back to Maui has been sort of slow, but um, yeah. And everywhere we went, it wasn't like we waited in line. It wasn't like we couldn't find parking. It wasn't like we were stuck in traffic. I mean, it was pretty easy to get around. And I mean, I would say like, especially pre-pandemic, like Maui had a reputation for some areas to be a little bit of a log jam at certain hours of the day, Um, but we didn't experience that at all. And I feel like the vibe generally was, I mean, okay. So the difference is Grace and I'm Grace is from Maui and I'm from here. So we like look like locals. So, you know, you're wearing, you're not, yeah, we weren't treated like we were a bunch of visitors, but when we walked around Pia and Makawao, which is an upcountry Maui, which by the way, the fire is still going on in Makawao or that area. um, There were a lot of, I mean, there were visitors walking around and I don't, I didn't feel like they were, treated badly or I mean I feel like they were welcoming folks coming in um we went to a soba restaurant in Poia and they were just like so appreciative to have people come in because they rely so much on the foot traffic and you know I mean they're all trying to survive and it's like the wildfires was one devastation right loss of life loss of homes loss of historic sites cultural sites but then you have this like secondary like disaster which is economic and, you know, the people may have lost their homes, but now they've lost their jobs. So, right. you know, it's about kind of focusing more on supporting Maui businesses and coming back with a, you know, with an openness and, you know, trying to empathize with the residents who live there. So I didn't feel like they didn't want us there. Like I wasn't met with like protesters at the airport or anything like 
um, they seemed very welcoming and appreciative of the business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, if you are traveling to Maui, it's, uh, yeah, definitely important to be kind of supporting yeah, local Maui businesses and stuff and, and just kind of yeah. wherever you can, just helping, helping their economy and, you know, their local economy too, not just like, you know, going to McDonald's, although, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure McDonald's employs local Maui citizens, but you know, we, where, wherever you can just kind of shopping local, eating local, all that jazz. Okay. Well, I think that's about it for an episode. A little bit of a travel log update. We do get to run around every once in a while, even though <laughs> I just went 20 minutes down the road. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, I'm flying out to Kauai later. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's about it for this episode. Um, thank you all so much for listening. You can always find all of our stuff at hoimagazine.com. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether you're on soundcloud or you're on spotify or you're on itunes please rate us five stars um, and give us any comments or feedback or suggestions wherever you can that would be very wonderful um but i think uh i think that's it i think we'll be back i think we'll be back in two weeks um i hope so (laughs) i sure hope so (laughs) Uh, until then aloha everyone see you in two weeks see ya